What's going on, High Achievers? My name is Yoshko, and I'm the host of this podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Nye. He is also the co-owner of Kraken Training Gym here in Burnaby, BC. And to this today is our very first podcast episode. And inside this podcast episode, what we're going to be going over is the five things high achievers are doing that you're not. So these are things that we've collected that our clients who are doing the best in our programs are doing and the things that we're doing as well that separate ourselves from everybody else. And these are the things that you can implement now that aren't some like bullshit things like, oh, drink more water or, you know, get eight hours of sleep that everybody's already doing who's trying to maximize their life with. But in this episode, we're going to be going over things that you are that are extremely actionable, first of all, and also things that you aren't hearing all the time and things that are going to require work from you as well that aren't just like easy to implement. But if you do implement them, they will give you the maximum results possible. So I just wanted to give you an intro to myself. My name is Yoshko. I own a gym here in Burnaby, BC. It's a personal training gym. We focus on is personal training inside the gym. So my whole life, I've been a coach and I've been just teaching people how to just be the best versions of themselves for my entire life. So that's why I decided to make this podcast is because I want to make sure that, uh, that I want to be able to voice my opinions and also make sure that like I can talk to other people who are huge in the Vancouver fitness community and allow them to have a bigger voice where we can reach more people across Canada and then eventually, hopefully, all of North America. So with that being said, I want to introduce my co-host, Brandon. So Brandon and I, welcome to the podcast and go ahead. What's up, Yashko? Super glad to be here. Super excited. Uh, yeah, this podcast is going to do wonders. Like uh, I've always had a very big passion for sharing my kind of lifestyle and because I have very good habitual kind of natures built in from working out over time, teaching many modalities of fitness, including like swimming, weightlifting, fitness, as well as Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I feel like you and I both have a lot to share and we're super excited to give in because we know we've had a collection of clients who've come up to us and like we've had things come up time and time and time again. Why not just address this in like a casual conversation, like a podcast like this? It's, it's going to be real fun. With that being said, let's roll the intro and then we'll come back and talk about five things high achievers are doing that you're not. Five things high achievers are doing that you're not. So the number one thing that Brandon and I saw that our clients are doing and also that we're doing as well that separates them from everybody else is morning physical activity. And for me and Brandon personally, what we do is we, first of all, we work out at 8am every single day. And then after that, we go to jujitsu for an hour. So the workout is like 45 minutes to an hour long. And then we go to jujitsu for 45 minutes to an hour long. So we start our day with like an hour and a half to two hours of exercise at 8am to 10am every single day. And the reason why I think it helps me so much is because it gets my blood flowing, A. And like, I know that sounds like some fluff, like, oh, get your, get your blood going. But it's so strange when you like exercise in the morning and like you feel your heart expanding. You're, and then at the end of that, you're like, I think I need that, you know? It's, it's, not, it's not just like, oh, um, get your blood flowing. It's like you feel that you should be expanding your heart. It's almost like it was like stuck and then you, and you warm it up. So that's why I think that you should do it. And then also, 
of course, all the mental health benefits that comes from it. So, so Brandon, you can uh, dive into that. I mean, I think those like things are like so intertwined, like the physicality and the mental health itself. Because like I've had days where I'm kind of like off that morning workout routine. And like as I go out throughout my day, I, I feel myself feeling like way more anxious. And I think it's just because I haven't had that time to really, again, flush out whatever is in my system as soon as I wake up in the morning. Like I need that like heart rate going. I need some kind of like mental stimulation that in, in, in conjunction with physical activity. So then the rest of my day seems like calm. Like I was telling Yashua this story the other day where I was working with clients and it's the same clients I've seen time and time again. And I've been working for this one client for like two years and I was trying to explain him something and he was getting a little bit frustrated. And like, I started to get frustrated myself because he wasn't getting it. And I, and then by the end of the day, I was like, why was I getting like that? And it was like, oh yeah, it's because I missed my morning workout that day. And uh, it was like totally out of routine, totally out of nature for me. And it was just because I had all this pent up, I would say like aggression, anxiety. I don't even know what to call it. It's like this thing that you need to kind of get out of yourself. Because if you do like the hard things at the beginning of the day, sometimes the rest of the day seems like smooth sailing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also keep in mind, for everyone out there that you don't have to go to do like a heavy weight training workout, then also do jujitsu at the same time. You don't have to do that. That's what we do. That's the way that we like to structure our day. Because what I found and the story that I'm about to tell is like last week, I had a course that I was doing. It was like a two day course. And it was all just like online, all just zoom calls for like the entire day. The first day I didn't do anything in the morning. What I did was I actually just sat down the entire day. And at the end of the day, same thing. I was like super agitated and like uncomfortable. It just felt so weird. And then it dawned on me like, oh, yeah, you, you should go work out. You should go for a walk. And the second day, what I did was instead of not doing anything, I actually just went for a walk. Boom. All of a sudden felt so much better, clear headed and was able to actually start my day properly. So just keep that in mind that it's not like you have to go for full blown workouts. You can just go for a simple, just like 2000 to 3000 step walk. That lasts for like 15 minutes, just a brisk walk just to kind of wake you up, which kind of leads me to the next point that we're going to make. So number two is making sure that your caffeine intake is all is extremely low. Okay. Because so many people, they think, and especially like super high achievers, they think that they should just keep intaking more and more and more caffeine when that's not the case. Like you shouldn't be just drinking more and more coffee. It's going to mess your sleep up. It's going to actually have diminishing returns. After the second cup of coffee, are you really benefiting from that at all? Not at all. Like, I think people get in this loss up habit where it's like, more is always better. More is always better. Like, I felt great when I had my first coffee at 6am. So why wouldn't that be the same thing around 3pm, right? They're like, I need that little extra boost to get over to the end of or the hump of the middle of the day. But what you're really doing is you're setting yourself up for failure in your evening routine. Like a lot of people don't know that like caffeine has like a six hour half-life, which means like by the time you drink it six hours, like half of it's still going through your system. And then the next six hours, there's a quarter of that going through your system. So you got to think of like what kind of effect that has on you when you try to go to sleep. And when you try to get that like restful, you know, night of rest of sleep, like you're going to need some really long duration of deep sleep and you're not going to get that, which is going to in turn make you more tired the next day. And then you're just caught up in this big cycle where it's like, I need more and more and more. It's like you're being propped up by this thing. You're not really being boosted 
or it's not really like benefiting you in any way. You're being literally propped up. So our trainer, Brennan, do you remember when he first started? Mm-hmm. I think he would have like probably like three or four cups of coffee a day. Least, like he'd go least. back and forth, back and forth to the coffee shop right next door. And uh, one day we were just like, dude, why are you drinking so much coffee? I need a little something, you know? And then he's like, because I'm tired by three o'clock. I'm tired by three o'clock. And I'm like, dude, you can just be tired. That's okay. And then the next day he just was tired. And that's the thing. Being tired is okay. It means that you're working hard. And then eventually what ends up happening is you actually start to not feel so tired anymore because it's almost like your body becomes accustomed to that timing that, you know, I have my coffee at three o'clock. And then therefore, when it's like 2.50, your body starts getting tired. And then you look at the clock and then you say to yourself like, oh, it's three o'clock. It's time for my coffee. (laughs) It just, that's why you're tired is because you keep feeding yourself coffee. It's just like if you eat breakfast every single day at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. comes along, you're hungry. So if you just take that coffee out, that evening, afternoon coffee, you won't be tired anymore or you will be less tired. So that being said, actionable items. Number one, the best thing that I do for myself is make sure that I only have one coffee in the morning, sometimes maybe once or twice a week, and I don't like doing it, I'll have a second cup. And that's usually just like maybe two hours after I've had my first coffee. So I have my first coffee at, let's say, 6 a.m. And then my second coffee is around like eight or nine. Anything after that, I try to stay away from that. Is that the exact same thing that you do? Yeah. So I'll have like one coffee in the morning. If I do elect to have a second one, I am really kind of hard on myself for a caffeine cutoff. So whatever form your caffeine comes in, like everyone gets... Are caught up and they think like, oh, I can have like a monster or a Red Bull later on. No, that has caffeine in it too or a caffeine pill. Like some people think that coffee is the only source of caffeine. So you actually have to look out for what other sources of caffeine there are out there because they're kind of like hidden in some certain teas, right? So my caffeine cutoff is always 12 p.m. Because by 12 p.m., I know that once my day has run its course, that I'll have a much restful sleep. And it's okay, again, like you said, it's okay to feel tired towards the end of the day. I've been up since like 6 a.m. I should feel tired by 5 p.m. So the next actionable item that you can do starting today is putting things into your Google Calendar that you normally wouldn't think of putting inside. So usually people put inside their Google Calendar calendar things like taking the dog to the vet or you know, kids soccer practice or work, right? Meeting with so-and-so. But start to put in non-negotiable things into your calendar. As an example, workouts. So workouts are inside your calendar at the exact same time every single day, preferably if you can. And then also things like, I, I personally put in dinner and breakfast. So I have an idea of where I'm when I should be doing those kind of things. And then so when my calendar changes, I can actually move those things and think about it the, the day before. Like, hey, I have a meeting that at the time that I usually have breakfast. When should I have breakfast the next day? And if you plan your day accordingly, then it's so much easier for you to be able to stick to the plan. So planning is like a huge portion of being able to be successful. So these are non-negotiable dedicated times. Yeah, and I think that's like a really good idea because to kind of build on top of that, 
is when you set a non-negotiable task in your schedule, then you can really focus on that task at hand. I think with like social media, with all the things that are going on, it's hectic. Life is hectic, right? So if you have these dedicated times in which you can focus on one task at a time, that task is so much more efficient. Like now that Yashko and I are kind of transitioning into from full-time personal trainer to half admin, half business owner, I have to schedule dedicated time to do the things that are going to push the business. And if I can say to myself, oh, I can fit in uh, you know, laundry during this time, I can fit in uh, vacuuming during this time, those things become that task that I had as non-negotiable becomes so less effective. But when I put that in and it's like, it can be as little as half an hour. And I can be like, no matter what, half an hour, I'm going to put my phone away. I'm going to work on this one task. And all these like mountains of tasks that I've built up in my head to think that are so huge and are like not going to be achievable during this task time are like done within like a matter of minutes. So the next thing is actually efficiency of time maximizing. And this is part of the third one. So this isn't actually the fourth thing. This is still the third thing. Efficiency is making sure that when you schedule something, don't over schedule. So meaning like don't plan that it's your workout's going to be an hour and a half when you know that after 45 minutes, you're done. You know, so for me, my workouts, I don't schedule them more than an hour because after an hour, I'm all I'm thinking about is, oh, man, I got this thing to do and that thing to do. And like, (laughs) and then now my workout starts falling apart and it's becoming less and less uh, beneficial for me to actually just continue the workout. So I have a I have a cutoff time. So I schedule my workout. I have one hour to work out. That's it. When I I actually schedule my dinner inside my schedule as well. And I schedule that as an hour because what I want to do is make sure that I make my dinner and also eat my dinner within an hour. So I make sure that that's the cutoff time because after that, I want to go hang out with my kids. I want to go do some more work. You know, I don't want this task to take longer than it has to do. So I make sure that everything else is planned accordingly so that it can only last as long as it is scheduled. So make sure that you just are extremely efficient by giving yourself a window of time that's shorter than you think that it should take. And then really push yourself to finish it in within that time. And I know that sounds crazy, like you should be giving yourself more time, blah, blah, blah. But no, you really need to figure out little holes inside your tasks that you could be like, oh man, if I just stop doing that, I can make this so much faster. So as an example, is if you give yourself only an hour to cook dinner, then you'll have to remember like, oh yeah, make sure that I preheat the oven before I actually start making dinner because I only have that hour. If I start preheating at five o'clock and I'm supposed to start making dinner at five o'clock, the oven won't be preheated. So that therefore, make sure that it's preheated beforehand. Okay, make sure that I have rice cooked beforehand because that's gonna that's the thing that I always forget, right? So those little things are gonna be able to you're gonna be able to maximize as long as you make sure that you give yourself a nice short quick window. So the next thing is prioritization of tasks. So one big thing is that we actually focus on three big things per day. So. As long as I can hit these three things in the day, then I will be happy, right? Anything after that is bonus. So whenever I start my day or the day before, I'll look through my tasks and I'll say like, okay, 
These are the three most important things. And I have the time to finish these three things tomorrow. For sure, I have the time. So as long as I finish these three things, I'm golden. Because three things over seven days is 21 things. And that's a lot of fucking things. (laughs) So make sure that you are actually looking at your to-do list and just like looking at it like, okay, out of all these hundreds of things that I have to do, what are the three things that I have to do now that are going to give me the best results? Yeah, I think that like when you're prioritizing things too, you want to like do the things that are going to give you the most benefit. Look through your list, write down exactly which ones are going to give you the most benefit, time for bang for your buck, you know what I mean? And get those things out of the way. Sometimes they're so simple. And like I said, I was saying earlier, you build these things up to be mountainous tasks. But if you prioritize them in this way, then you're going to finish three. And then if you get to four or five, you're ecstatic. That's another thing too, is there's been so many tasks that I've been putting off in my life that if I just completed them, like I would have realized that, oh my God, that only took one minute, you know? And I was thinking that it was going to take half an hour and no, it's just one minute. And uh, so for example, like filming something, it's like I have a, a video that I have to film for our online course. and. I think that it's going to take so long. And then I finally go ahead and do it. I'm I'm like, oh, okay. That literally took five minutes. Yeah. And and it's over. I "I guess I can go and do other things now. (laughs) Yeah. So make sure that you just punch in those things that you think are going to just, you're going to be able to finish for that day. Anything else is bonus. And therefore, you don't feel bad about yourself for not doing what you wanted to achieve, you know? So if if you set out to achieve 10 things and you only achieve three, then you feel bad. You're like, I didn't get anything done when actually you did get things done. But if you set out to do three things and you did five, then you'll feel so much better about yourself. And that now you can use that momentum to do that the next day and the next day and the next day. And then therefore, you have more confidence in yourself that you, you're able to complete more things, right? Um, and then now you don't have that paralysis by analysis, you know, where it's like, oh my God, I have so many things to do. And then you don't do anything at all, which I've been, I've had so many days like that. So yeah, make sure that you are just scheduling your top three things, prioritizing those things and just doing those things. Now, anything else is bonus. If you're, if you do those three things and you're tired after, then that's it. You can just go to bed. Who cares? Okay. So the very last things, the very last thing is wind down time. So this was huge for me. I didn't realize how important this was, but I think this is probably one of the biggest things on this entire list, to be honest with you. Um, Because once I started having wind down time, oh man, I was able to be so much more efficient the next day and my sleep was so much better. It was insane how much sleep, how much my sleep improved. So for me personally, what I do is about an hour to an hour and a half before bed, I'll have everything wrapped up and then I go to bed. And then inside that hour, an hour and a half, you know, I might like do like the basic things like brushing my teeth and stuff. But I'm in bed with my wife and we're just hanging out, talking. The lights are very, very dim. And sometimes I'm just reading. I try to read all every single night, at least 20 minutes. And then as soon as my eyes start feeling heavy, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go to bed. And that was, that was huge for me. I didn't realize how important it was. And doing that instead of watching Netflix at night, oh, man, it's a game changer. It is it is a game changer. And when you start to see the positive res- results of just not watching Netflix, oh my God, like 
it, you just realize that like Netflix sucks. They're losing all their subscribers anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. Netflix does in fact suck. So if you're still giving them money <laughs> in 2022, you have to relook your life. <laughs> what are you doing? They're, They're going to so give you ads. They're going to give you shittier TV shows. Yeah. They're going to raise their price. Maybe watch some YouTube instead. Like you'll probably get some value out of that at least. Yeah, I think that one thing that people neglect in their wind down procedure is that TV thing, right? They think they're like, some people they're like, I love going to sleep with the TV on, but just that blue light exposure, the flickering light, that will inherently decrease your timing of melatonin. Like you don't realize it, like you, your melatonin release gets pushed back well into the middle of the night and your sleep is going to be so much poorer. It's like, Yashka and I know this because we have like aura rings. We kind of, we're kind of sleep nerds and we've kind of got our trainers to become sleep nerds too. So we really get into the itty gritty of what is it to maximize your wind down time. And people think that like, oh, you have to meditate before bed. It can be as simple as doing something without any screens. If you really have to be in front of a screen, one thing that I would really suggest is you get some kind of blue light blocking glasses. You know, the Steven Seagal kind of glasses. Yeah, so melatonin... A lot of people don't understand how huge it is. It is highly beneficial. And in our day-to-day lives, we actually are, most of us are uh, melatonin deficient. And it's hard for our body to produce melatonin. So that's why people have a hard time sleeping. And that's usually the reason why people wake up in the middle of the night as well is because they have melatonin issues. So just keep in mind, it's also you know, a stress hormone, it's going to help you feel better in general. So melatonin is huge. And if you're stopping your body from producing melatonin, it's just a bad idea in general. But yeah, blue light blocking glasses are legit. They they help you a little bit. But at the same time, you shouldn't depend on that as well. Like you should still make sure the lights are dim. You know, there's a very, very dim light on. And there's also that you're, you're, you're the, the thing that you're reading, like your Kindle or something is just like a paper white where it just looks like paper. So I think those are our top five things that we see our clients who are the most successful inside our programs are doing and the things that we are doing as well that we find are most beneficial to be the high achievers that we consider ourselves to be. For those who want to, again, look into these things even further of how you can become a high performer, or if you're already a high performer, how do you even push that further? You can contact us at www.crackintraining.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at, at B-N-G-A-I guy. So happy that we did this podcast, man. And I'm so happy that we're starting this up. In the next two episodes, we're bringing on two special guests from the Vancouver community. So we have one with Tyler Yorko. And the next one after that is going to be with John Lee. John Lee is like a big bodybuilder. And, and he's an IFBB pro. And then Tyler Yorko is a personal trainer here locally. He's a pretty well known in the community. So he's going to offer some really, really good advice for everybody. So stay tuned for those. And we will see you in the next episode.